You are listening to New City Servant Podcast. We hope you're empowered and challenged as we root deep into God's word in order that we might grow in the good news of King Jesus and live as faithful citizens of his kingdom right here in our city. Let's get into the scriptures now. But as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word has been crucified to me through the cross and I to the world. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters is instead is a new creation. Amen. The word of God. Well, welcome if it's your first time at New City. We're glad that you're here tonight. And uh, children, kids, if you're a kid, raise your hand. There's lots of hands. We like to have child care normally, but we thought we would involve the kids in this special service. You can put your hands down, but I, I need your help, kids. Uh, what is this right here? Yeah, it's a cross. Can you all say cross? That's right. And who died on the cross? Jesus did. That's right. Jesus. Kids, I, I, need, I have a huge favor to ask. I'm going to talk for just about nine or ten minutes. Can you do your best to be quiet and listen during those nine or ten minutes? Can you do that? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I heard a story, and I really will keep it to ten minutes, but I, I heard a story about another church. And uh, most churches have some sort of cross at their church, but a lot of times... Churches will put that cross up on the wall. But this particular church, instead of putting the cross on the wall, they mounted the cross right in the middle of the stage. And the cross was much bigger than this one. It was more life-size. And so anytime anyone wanted to do anything on the stage, they had to take note of the cross. They had to maneuver around the cross. They had to see the cross They had to adjust themselves based on the cross. There was no way to avoid the cross. And you see, it was symbolic. They chose to put the cross in the middle of the stage and bolt it down there as a symbol that everything that we do as a church and as Christians is really centered on what Jesus did on the cross. There's no hiding it. There's no putting it out of the way. It's all about the cross. And it's a strange thing for a faith to be centered on this because this really isn't something that's pretty to look at. We've gotten used to it as a religious symbol, but really what it was in the ancient world was an execution device for criminals. And don't worry, parents, I won't say more than that. But uh, even the fact that we're uneasy about getting into what this really means shows that it's not something beautiful. It's actually something quite dark. It represents weakness and misery. It really does. And so many look at the cross and say, this is foolishness. But that's really nothing new. The cross has always been something of a scandal. The early Christians struggled to show the validity of the cross because both the Greeks and the Jews thought that the cross was foolish. The Greeks were sophisticated people who valued philosophical wisdom and here a religion centers on something so unsophisticated 
a cross. The Jewish people looked for miracles. If we wanted to see God work, it was he would do it through some sign or some eye-catching wonder, certainly not something that you didn't want to look at, a cross. And so to put the cross in the center of the stage is one thing, but to put the cross in the very center of a faith is, it seems foolish to the world. It seems foolish now, and it seemed foolish then to put such a strange thing. And because it seems foolish, there are so many things in this world that seem more relevant than this. There's so many things in your life that seem more important than this cross. Climbing the ladder at work or or your social status or what people think or finding that significant other or getting a good job or going to a good school or a good home. All that, I think, feels more significant or important than this ancient execution device. But Paul says something interesting As for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The world has been crucified to me through the cross and I to the world. It's interesting that Paul says that his only boast is the cross because he really had so much in his life to boast about. He was from an important tribe in the people of God. He he had status among the Jewish people. He was well-trained in the Jewish religion. He was a devout man in that religion. He was a model Jew, and by all the standards of the day, he was what we would call an influencer. And yet Paul says all that, it's not important. Not only does he say it's not important, he says, I'm dead to it. It's as if I'm crucified to those things And the only boast of my heart is this, the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that execution device from which the king of kings hung, that gruesome piece of wood that held the Messiah up with nail-pierced hands, that old rugged cross was his boast. Because in the cross, the Apostle Paul saw freedom in life. From what he deserved, he deserved, he came to a place where he realized he deserved God's wrath and judgment for his sin. And though he was guilty and deserved to be on the cross, Jesus, the innocent one, took his place. Paul saw himself as a sinner and saw Jesus as righteous, and yet Jesus went under the wrath of God on the cross for him. Paul lived his life for himself. Jesus lived his whole life for God. And yet, Paul's punishment for sin was poured out on Jesus instead of on Paul. The rebellion that you and I deserve, or the rebellion that you and I have done against God, deserves God's just judgment. But because of Jesus' obedience on this cross, you and I too can receive freedom and life through trusting in the Lord Jesus. That what he accomplished on this cross is sufficient to restore your relationship with God permanently. It is sufficient to pay the penalty for your sin. And when one person trusts 
in what Jesus has done here, they are no longer under God's wrath and judgment, but rather are welcome into his family and call him father. No longer separated by sin, but cleansed by the blood that Jesus shed on this cross. So that, that then the cross becomes the most important thing. That's what we've been doing even as we've sung. We've sung songs that are boasting in the cross. What, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin atone. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace. Jesus has seen our helpless condition and shed his own blood for our souls. And see, the cross becomes your boast. It becomes the most important thing in your life when you realize that your greatest problem is your sin and your separation from God. What are we going to do about that separation and broken relationship with God? Well, the answer is here. Jesus has done what is sufficient for us to be restored to God. Amen. And when we see our sin and we turn away from a life of living for our sin and we kneel before what Jesus has done for us, that is all that is needed to be restored to God. What Jesus did here is sufficient to take care of your greatest problem. Your broken relationship with God. Self-improvement is good, but self-improvement will not restore your broken relationship with God. Doing good is good, but doing good will not cover over your offense of sin, but the cross will. The cross becomes the boast of your heart when you see that it's the answer to your greatest problem. And through trusting in Jesus' death on the cross for you, you are cleansed. Your sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and you bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. I want to invite you tonight to consider what you've built your life on, what's at the center of your life. Is it attaining something? Is it... a a promotion, even family. If, if you build your life on anything but what Jesus did here, first of all, it will not fulfill you. But then secondly, you will remain in a broken relationship with God and under his wrath. But if you see your sin, if you see your broken relationship with God, this is your weekend. This is your weekend to be restored to God because what we're celebrating this weekend is the very fact that Jesus has done everything needed to restore us. And if that's you, you say, I am in a broken relationship with God. I, I, my sin has separated me. Then I'm going to invite you, even as we take the Lord's Supper, to go and, and be ministered to by the prayer team that's going to be behind the wall. They would love to pray with you and talk with you more about what it means to say, the cross is my boast. And if you already know Jesus, then it's time to be encouraged and filled with joy. It really does cover all of your sins. And to remind yourself and put it back in the center, this is your boast. 
I'll close with a quick story. When I was a young man, there was a, an elder in our church, and he came to a small group meeting. And uh, he did this weird thing where he decided to get up publicly and just confess his sin in front of everyone. And I thought, well, that's weird. Why would you do that? And he said, because the cross is my boast. I'm not righteous. I'm sinful. Even though I'm becoming less sinful, I'm still sinful. And so I want to get up and confess my sins to you because I need you to see that I still need the cross. And see, don't you see that the cross was the boast of his heart? He didn't care what we thought about him. He knew that he was broken. And yet he found great joy because he trusted completely in what Jesus had done for him. Uh, this also represents what Jesus has done to restore you to the God. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. My blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink. Don't you see, don't you see that he really does want us to have confidence? All our sins are forgiven. The reason that we have this is to be reminded over and over and over again that it's been paid for. Tonight, Christian, if your trust is in Christ, you can have an incredible boldness knowing that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all of your sin. And again, whatever your boast is, throw it away. Reclaim the boast of the cross in the center of your life. Reclaim the cross as your own.